Hey, once again, this is Jason Cass back with Agents Influence Podcast. Uh, just coming to you, just wanting to spread the message. I've got a lot of, I've heard a lot of great things about our first podcast that we had for the Big Wig series. Uh, keep in mind that's a series that we're doing here in the month of um, finishing out November and December and into uh, January, where we're going to be inviting CEOs of companies, CEOs of vendors, CEOs of agencies, agency owners, anybody at a leadership position that can come spread their word, spread their vision, spread their philosophy to move this industry forward. That's what we're all about doing here at Agents Influence Podcast. And you are all about it too because you are a loyal listener of us and I appreciate it. Whether you're running down the street right now, listening to it when you're jogging. I've even got a listener who told me that they listen to me when they swim, which I think is amazing. I've got a lot of my listeners that right now are sitting in the car. You're either on your way to work or you're coming home from work and you're wanting to just get a little bit more. I appreciate you because you're the type of people that we need to follow in this in this line of called success. So no matter how you're listening to us out there, if you're sitting in front of your computer right now and you're just listening to us, we greatly appreciate you. You have no idea how powerful you are by giving us the voice that we are allowed to give you. I'm telling you right now, that doesn't hardly make sense to any of you, but you got to be on this side to realize that your listens are actually affecting your comments that you're giving us. Keep in mind, you can always give them to me at jason at growprogram.com is really changing the game. It's changing the game. We're doing it together. All of us. Boom, boom, boom. Your voice is a powerful and we're passing it forward. In the meantime, I appreciate you finding us on iTunes. You can also find us on Stitcher. Keep in mind, that's probably where most of our listens are going. And I have to tell you, from where we all were last year, our listens are up 170 some percent. It's like 172, 173. That's how much our listens are up from last year. Things are going bonkers. It's all because of you. Now let's get on to um, our next agent CEO and they're gonna tell you how they run their office in California. Let's go! Hey, this is Jason Cass. Hope you like that music. That's from Sun Stereo. I'm telling you, they're rocking. I got a I got a listener who actually reached out to me a couple weeks ago and um, took a picture and he texted me a picture of their uh, album. And he he was taking a picture off of his screen, obviously, but he downloaded it. Said he's loving it. So it's Sun Stereo. Once again, I make no money off of that. It's just my buddy and best friend is the drummer, and they rock. So I hope you like that. I want you to hear good music. It's coming from Sim Stereo, and I also want you to hear some good advice coming from our guest that we have on today. His name is Shane Eastman, and I'm going to kind of let him kind of talk about who he is and what he does, because I'm pretty sure he does it better than us. So Shane, welcome to the podcast today. Jason, thanks for having me on, buddy. All right, all right. And Shane, it's amazing how this social and digital stuff happens, because you and I have never met in person. Um, I could almost say that through this Skype, I saw you on video. That's probably the first time I've ever even seen you in live video. Usually it's coming through texts and some chats and we're sharing ideas and, and trying to make our agencies better. Isn't this just wild how this world is today? It's the power of social media, my friend. It is, it is. So tell us, uh, well, before we get into that, let, let me start with the question that my listeners always love. Are you an iPhone or an Apple or a uh, Droid user? Unfortunately, well, actually, I should say, fortunately, I am a droid fan addict. Uh, I am a, uh, I am recently, uh, 
I've been uh, I've been relieved of all my iPhone app uh, sicknesses. So uh, I, <laughs> I am in the droid world. That is awesome, man. Oh, man, my listeners are even happy for me because it's I finally have got somebody who's not on the dark side. Oh, yeah, I'm a total droid guy. Hey, Shane, Shane um, tell me, what's the... Uh, What's what's uh, tell me about an app for your business life, your personal life. Tell me something that you think other people would want to know about an app that you're using or you found. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna give you two apps. Number one is the uh, is the uh, iAgent uh, mobile app. Okay. Uh, that uh, quite a few of us uh, uh, are using. Um, I brought it into my agency probably six months ago. I tell you, man, the thing is phenomenal. Um, you don't have to break your bank uh, in order to uh, to get a mobile app. And uh, my clients just go nuts off of it. Um, second app uh, just recently was introduced to, uh, forgive me, I'm scrolling here, is called Bro6, B-R-O-S-I-X. Uh, and uh, the thing that I love about this app is that uh, it's basically an instant messaging app that I can bring throughout my agency. Uh, and it also goes mobile onto some phones. You can do some video sharing, uh, share files. Uh, so it just keeps me in contact with my agency when I'm uh, – when I'm out of the office. So I, I think that's the app that Steve Fisher inside the group was talking about. Is that right? That's exactly the app. I, uh, I picked it up yesterday and it encompasses everything that I need to do. So it's awesome. Well, and what's even awesome about that, Shane, is if I remember by reading that post, you said when, when Steve shared that and said, hey, guys, you need to check this out, you even hopped in on the comment and said, hey, I was looking just for something like this a couple of weeks ago. And now you're saying it's actually awesome and it's what you were looking for. It's it's fantastic. I, I I tried to implement uh, you know like a Google Hangout here in the office. Uh, it it just it, it was full of problems. So uh, okay. in the power of social media, uh, you know you throw something out there. Hey, this is what I need. Bam, you know you've got uh, five or six people giving you some uh, some options. Yes, that's a perfect example of how great that group is. And any group out there that any agency, insurance agent, company, whatever. Um, you know, the thing about it is, Shane, and I, and I don't want them to be in there, but I think about so many times when I'm in these groups and I'm listening to, and I'm learning, it's like the people who sell the products or service us think that these groups are so use, useless. Right. But if I was a salesperson that sold some product to an insurance agent, I would be like in these groups. You know what I mean? Because it's all there. You're, you, I mean, we're spilling some of our stuff that we would never tell each other if we probably even knew each other. I mean, really, we're, we're talking about some things in there that are really personal. Yeah. I, I, I just love it. I just love it. And, and then also on the first thing you were talking about, the first app, that's the insurance agent app, the, the, uh, the one with the big blue eye or whatever it is. Yep. Yes. Okay. That is that is the app that Dave and I, to all you listeners and to Shane, Dave and I spoke of that app very heavily um, in his uh, in his podcast. And he's actually looking for an app right now. And I was trying to explain to him that one of the best things about apps are is that normally they come empty, but with this one here, you can integrate it with your management system. What management system do you have? Uh, I am on uh, I'm on QQ. Oh man, Shane! My God, QQ Catalyst. Uh, I am yes uh, no actually right now I'm on evolution evolution I'm ready to uh, to migrate over to catalyst uh, okay okay so, so does that so does that self uh, does that app integrate with your evolution it it doesn't integrate with evolution uh, I understand it either will or has already uh, began to yes. Uh, to talk to each other. Yes, so I have the same app, Shane, so that you know, and that app is, um, I have QQ Catalyst, which allows that integration, and the integration's awesome. 
They yeah. just they just go, they download it, they put in their email address, and boom, it syncs them right up. How it works, I don't know, and I don't care. All I know is my customers want it and request it, and I'm giving it to them. Absolutely. All right. Sweet, Shane. Sweet. That's some good stuff right there. That's some good stuff. And that, that other app, because I want to look at that now, it's Brosix? Yeah, B-R-O-S-I-X. Okay, sweet, sweet, sweet. So, Shane, um, tell me about you. Go back to high school, or college, something, and then bring us back, bring us up to where you are right now. Tell us. We want to know who you are. Oh, you want to get into Pandora's box. That's so, right. So, uh, you know, I, uh, I'm, I'm probably not your atypical insurance agent. Uh, agency owner success story. Uh, I was a uh, I was a recovering knucklehead growing up. I uh, I chose to uh, to take some wrong routes and uh, and uh, I got uh, my wife pregnant at a very early age. It wasn't my wife back then. Uh, we had our first child at 19, and uh, that grew me up real quick. I bet it did. So unfortunately, I I never had a chance to uh, you know to go off to college or uh, or do any of those nice things. So. Uh, I got into uh, a construction uh, a construction job, uh, you know, straight blue collar working, and um, uh, excelled very quickly. Um, started making some great money. Decided to move my family uh, out of the uh, out of the Bay Area and up to a lovely city called Vacaville, uh, nicely placed between uh, Sacramento and San Francisco. Okay. Um, and uh, shortly thereafter, you know, shortly after we moved up to Vacaville, uh, the company that I was working for uh, got bought and sold, uh, excuse me, uh, sold and closed down and, uh, and shipped to Mexico. Uh, so a good friend of mine uh, says, hey, man, you know, uh, you got the gift of gab. Uh, I'm working for a, uh, an insurance agency over here. We sell PNC for uh, high risk auto drivers. Um, you know why don't you uh, why don't you try this on for size? And I'm, I'm thankful that he did because that uh, that sprung me into the insurance industry. How long ago was that, Shane? That was in uh, end of '99, beginning of 2000. Oh wow! Okay, okay. So uh, that uh, that that got me started the insurance business. Uh, I excelled very quickly. Um, I, I didn't. Uh, I'm not a book smart type of guy. I'm a people person. I'm a talker. Um, so the thing that I like about the insurance industry is, you know, if you're, if you're successful with people, uh, you'll be success, successful in this industry. So, uh, excelled pretty quickly, uh, became, uh, you know, an office manager in like six months, uh, stuck around there for like three years. Um, it was real, it was real gritty and grimy though. Uh, it was real hardcore, uh, non-standard. Um, I, I, I just, I, I ran into to problems with my, you know, my moral compass in, in the way that they were running business, and I said, you know, if, if I'm going to make a uh, I'm going to make a career out of this, it's probably best that I uh, that I hit the eject button and do some different things. <laughs> uh, so from there, I kind of uh, I kind of took a a break from the insurance industry, and I figured, you know, again going back to if I'm going to make this a, a, a career, I, I better figure some things out. So I, I started looking to different industries, um, and I, I wanted to learn more about crafting uh, my skill of sales and I thought okay you know wh what out what's out there that uh, that does this and I actually got into car sales and uh, I, I spent a year in the car sales business because uh, I wanted to learn how to sell uh, not to sell to people uh, in a grimy way but you know learning the art of, of, of closing a deal and and uh, assumptive closes and you know people like Grant Cardone uh, that teach you, you know, how to read people and, and body language and, and to go past what they're saying, go past the objection 
to figure out really, you know, what the uh, what the issue was. I got gotcha. you. So I spent a year there, and it was just a phenomenal time. Um, from there, I, I wanted to learn how to market myself, um, and I started looking around again and and saying, okay, where am I going from here? And, and from there, I got into the mortgage business. Uh, real estate agents have a phenomenal way of marketing themselves on a zero budget. Yeah, they uh, do, don't they? And that's where the uh, uh, social media and, and internet marketing kind of stepped in for me. This was uh, 2005, 2006, um, back when Facebook was, you know, everybody was on MySpace back then. Right. Uh, and, and Facebook, what is that? Book face, Facebook. Uh, and so, you know, I, I began learning how to market myself and, and how, how to get out there. You know, back then you used to have to go out and, and uh, kiss babies and hug necks in order to, uh, you know, to get your face out there. And I learned that social media, uh, there was something there where you could, you could accomplish that, you know, sitting at home uh, behind your computer in your underwear. And I like that. <laughs> so that's kind of where, uh, that's kind of where my social media uh, thing kind of picked up. So I spent about a year there, uh, and and I decided, you know what, it's 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 time to hop back into the industry and, and make a run. So when about was that that you hopped back into the industry? Uh, that was about two thousand six. Okay, so right before the crisis came. Right before the what? The crisis came because you were in the mortgage industry, right? So I, I, mean... I, I was in the mortgage business when the bottom fell out. Wow! Yeah, holy cow! That was that was tough. That was tough. So okay, so then you jumped in. So when did you start your agency? Now, uh, IED Insurance. I started uh, February of 2013. You know, uh, being an agency owner has always been the end game. That's always been the plan. Um, I, I just didn't know when that was going to come to fruition. Um, I know I needed to learn uh, both sides of the industry. I spent some time on the captive side. Uh, I wanted to kind of see how how they work and, and and what life is like on that side. So I spent some time with some companies like. Uh, Farmers Insurance, uh, AAA. I uh, just wanted to learn how how, how that side of life uh, right. operated. I, I always uh, have known that I was going to be uh, an independent insurance agent, uh, but you know, uh, in order to uh, to really target people and, and, and know what you're up against, you kind of got to experience that side of life. So uh, absolutely, you know, and and I have to say that some of the most well versed, most well trained independent insurance agents did come from the captive side. And I think I think you know it's because they're they're good at training. They 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 understand the importance of it and all that stuff as opposed to insurance agents, independents. We just kind of we get a new guy who says he wants to sell, and we give him a phone book or we tell him to get involved in the community, and that's it. You know, so 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 April of uh, 2013, you you started here what what it's called I80 Insurance Solutions. Yes, sir. Obviously, it's February of 2013. February, okay. And so, obviously, I assume it's on Interstate I 80. It is. Uh, we're about a uh, we're about a stone's throw from I 80. Okay. Hence, okay. I, I always figured that, Shane, but I never really actually like I couldn't put two and two together. And yeah. and I notice. Um, so so tell me a little bit about. Uh, so since you started, I mean, what is it? Just you or you and the wife? Does the wife work in the business? Uh, my wife, you know, Jason, I would love for my wife to work in the uh, in the agency with me, but uh, she is she's not having any parts of it. So. It's okay. It's she'll, okay. She'll come in from time to time and grace me with her presence and tell me what I'm doing wrong, and then uh, and then go on about her way. But uh, no, currently at I80, uh, it's myself, uh, a good friend of mine uh, named Nick Ayers. Um, actually brought him into the industry back in the, in 07. 
Um, the guy's just a hustler. Uh, so he I, is. I knew when I was ready to make the leap that I wanted to bring him on board with me. Uh, and then uh, I have a, a full-time uh, admin slash uh, assistant uh, CSR. Just, yeah. I mean, she's a ninja. Uh, and I'm actually uh, bringing two new agents on uh, January. I'm going to get past the holiday season and then uh, bringing two new agents on in January. One commercial, one PNC. Fantastic. Fantastic. That's, that is that is awesome, and you know I think there's a lot of people out there who can totally relate to. My wife doesn't work in the industry, but she drops by every once in a while, and tells me how everything I'm doing wrong, and then leaves. Absolutely. <laughs> and you know, not all of our listeners are are, are male, so obviously, I'm, I mean, I'm curious if any of you listener, any of the female listeners, want to reach out. Is it that same way with your husband? Does does your spouse, which would be your husband, do they show up and just like tell you everything you're doing and then and then leave and wrong? Or is it just us uh, for us men? That would be curious if any of you uh, ladies or women uh, insurance professionals out there would like to reach out and tell me. I'd greatly like to know that. That is funny. Shane, I think so many people are able to relate to that. That's ridiculous. So, um, uh, so tell us your split. What's your personal lines, commercial lines, life, health? What, what's the split percentage-wise? Uh, the split percentage wise right now, we're about, uh, we're about 90, 10, uh, personalized commercial. Okay. I, ideally I want to get that number to about 60, 40. Um, it's, it's, things are hard here in California. Uh, the commercial insurance market is just, it's, uh, it's tight. Uh, a lot of, a lot of companies have backed out. Uh, the ENS market is, uh, is, is pretty large here. So it's okay. uh, a lot of things are real tight right now. So that's primarily, I, I primarily focus on commercial. Um, I, I have my, my personal lines clients that I've, I've brought with me through my career. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying to go hard and heavy right now towards the commercial. Um, are you doing any niches or anything, Shane, or what are you going after? And what do you, you right, right, right now? I'm, I'm, I'm focusing more on a, what I call a shotgun approach. Um, I'm, I'm not turning any business away. Um, Basically, what happens is, uh, you know, I'll have a client, uh, you know, through some internet marketing or whatever, come across my desk. I'll write the policy. I'll find out if it's uh, if it's easy to market. If you know, if it's if it's if it's good business, uh, what I'll do is I'll turn around and I'll actually start begin to market to that business. So right now, you know, uh, we're about eighteen months into this. Uh, okay. So right now is just just really trying to uh, to hone and find out what uh, what that niche is going to be. Uh, I have some ideas, but uh, you know, I'm just going to take probably the next uh, the next 12 months, you know, kind of, of hone that in, and then uh, okay. become niche oriented. And 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 just thought, I mean, uh, with your past in the construction business, is that is that kind of something you feel familiar with uh, that that you have ever thought about making that a niche or no or I. I'm not sure if I want to do it as a niche, um, just because again, especially in the construction industry, there's not many players on the market here in California. That's a good point. Uh, yeah. I, I do, I do have a, lo- a large uh, portion of, of my business is construction related. The the you know the general contractors, the plumbers, the electricians. Okay. You know. Uh, okay. Kind of have a heart and a passion for you know the small business owners. So um, I'll definitely never turn the business away. I don't know if it's something I want to target. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, that passion and stuff is what you got to have. I'm a complete niche agency. I'd say about 20 to 30% of mine is just general business, but the other 60 to 70% is railroad contractors, social services, and specialty auto. And I've actually got a specialty auto account right now that I actually cannot write. I've been doing everything I can. Anyway, side note. Um, so that's the, 
in those I don't those weren't my passion. I actually fell into those through some really long weird stories. Um, sure. But but it doesn't really matter exactly after the passion because what what happened was it became my passion when some of my agency or my clients started referring my agency to all of their people. Sure. Um, and so I think that that, that kind of, uh, that kind of led to that, but I, I just, I do, I do know that, um, I took on a producer who was involved in selling, uh, construction items, selling like building materials to contractors. And so we turned that into a niche for him because not only did he already have the contacts and stuff like that, but he already had the, he already knew the industry, already knew the logo, you know, or the logo, the lingo. So, right. so different things like that. Okay. So I was just, I was just curious about that. So right now it's just you and Nick. Is that right? You guys are the only two working in there as actually producing business besides the admin, the assistant. Well, my, my, my admin's fully licensed. So she, uh, she'll write a policy here and there, but, uh, super the, the primary, uh, the primary go-getters right now are, are myself and Nick. Okay. Fantastic. So, um, from where your first 12 months numbers were to your, your, your next, uh, six to eight months that you had there. I mean, are you seeing a steady increase over this month from what you were last month or last year at this month? Me seeing Absolutely, man. It, it's this, the last 18 months, man, has been phenomenal. Uh, I, I couldn't have asked awesome. for, for, uh, a better start. You know, they say 90% of small businesses fail in the first 12 months. Uh, you know, when, when I sat down and, and, and put the numbers on paper and basically what I do is I, 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 I figure out what my goal needs to be and then I work back from that. Uh, I, I knew what I needed to do to, you know, in order to, to be able to pay the bills and, and myself and make a small salary and we work back from there. Uh, gotcha. And so when I sat down and, and started interviewing insurance companies and, and, and the cluster that I work with, you know, I, I sat down with my business plan, my business model and said, look, you know, I need to do $800,000 my first year. And I got to tell you, dude, people were laughing at me. I mean, they, they, <laughs> they were, ah, I mean, just like you, you would have thought I, I just told a joke. And I said, you don't understand, you know, I, I, failure is not an option. And they said, well, you know, uh, you know, Mr. Eastman, uh, you know, first year projections for a new insurance agency is a hundred to $200,000. And I said, well, I said, that's not going to work for me. So we didn't quite hit the eight hundred thousand dollar mark. We fell a little short. But first year we did six hundred and fifty grand. And that's premium, so, right? Premium. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Was, okay. Yeah. So just just clarifying for the listeners, that is fantastic, dude. Yeah, Especially absolutely. a lot of that was personal lines. Yeah. Holy absolutely. shit, dude! You got there killing it. Oh, absolutely. Me. So uh, I, the game plan we're pacing right now. We'll probably finish uh, one point five uh, end of uh, end of two thousand fourteen. Son of a B-I-T-C-H. Excuse me, listeners, you don't hear me cuss, but that that's phenomenal growth, brother. I mean, you guys are getting it. And so, I mean, what what's what's one of your uh, couple of your main marketing avenues that you're using, Shane? Um, the, probably the, the, the single, the, the two single greatest uh, uh, drivers, uh, well, that's three. Uh, number one, uh, I've been a Dave Ramsey ELP uh, agent for uh, for the last two years. Uh, it actually started right before it was, it was a blessing in disguise. Uh, so we're huge Dave Ramsey fans around here. Uh, I get a lot of business from uh, from his ELP program. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that or not. Shane, uh, um, this is just the wildest thing. I had no idea that you were that. I just got off the phone. They contacted me two days ago and asked me that they wanted, they have an opening in my area and wanted to know if I wanted to do it. I just had a call with uh, 
the onboarding guy today to get all the details and stuff, and I got to let him know by next Tuesday. So that is phenomenal that you say that. So, uh, so obviously that's been a real huge success for you. That, that's been a huge success. Uh, I don't know how familiar you are with Dave Ramsey, but uh, I mean, very, you know, very a, a cultish following. Uh, so, I mean, I, I've, I've never worked a hotter lead in my life. Uh, if I can, if I can get them, uh, within the you know first three to five minutes, I, I still catch them on the Dave Ramsey site, uh, if not my site. Um, and it's, it's as simple as, uh, it's as simple as, as, as taking the order, uh, finding the need, meeting the need and, and having them sign the app. I mean, it's, wow. Uh, Okay. If you, if you have the heart of a teacher and, and, you know, like Dave Ramsey says, uh, and, and if, if you can, if you can translate the fact that you're in this for their best interest, not yours, um, it's as long as you can write the business, the deal's done. Uh, I, I have some areas, uh, you know, up here in Northern California with brush concerns and stuff like that. You know, if, as long as I'm able to, uh, to offer the product, it's, it's as good as done. Wow. Great, great, great. That's that's good for the listeners, but that's also great for me as a, in a selfish way there, Shane. And so what was your second way that you say it really helps with the marketing? Uh, second, probably number two is, uh, is my internet marketing. Uh, we do phenomenal. Um, I'll probably get uh, three to five calls a week. Uh, hey, found you on Google. Uh, ran across a, uh, an article. Uh, I'll, pull, uh, I'll pull business out of Southern California. Um, uh, apartment complexes, uh, multi-unit buildings. I just got doing doing a uh, a 1.6 million dollar uh, threeplex uh, in San Francisco. Um, we we do really well with, uh, and I kind of lump it all together. You know, uh, social media, uh, internet marketing, stuff like yeah. that. Now, um, third would be referrals. Okay, so wow, this is interesting. So. So basically, whenever I get told that the social media and digital marketing is no good, and I try to tell them that they don't know what they're talking about, you can back me up, Shane. <laughs> have, have, have them give me a call. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know, Shane. And it's like, you know, you sit there and you try to talk to them and you try to tell them about your success stories. And then you tell them, hey, I mean, that's an awesome success story, but I got 15 other that just happened in this year, you know. And, right. and they look at you like... Yeah, but I talk to somebody and they're going to charge me $300 a month to want to do that. And I always say to them, like, see, that's the problem with social and digital marketing. We, we, number one, it's, it's way less expensive than traditional marketing, but the, but they look at it as the fact that it's an expense. So I, I always say to somebody, like, if I could give you $500, if you gave me $500 and at the end of the month, I give you 2000, would you do that? Well, yeah, you do that. Well, that's what it is. It's not, it's like if you give $500 to a newspaper you may not even get any business off that. Maybe maybe 500 if you do. But if you give that to somebody who knows marketing or if you know marketing and you spend 500 of your own dollars, would you not say that if you're doing digital and social marketing and I told you um, that you need to spend $500 a month, would that not be extremely high? Do you think that you spend that much a month in social and digital marketing? Do I spend that much? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so there's an investment that has to go there. I mean, there's an obvious an investment. Would you think that, would you think just on, as far as cost, not return, would you think that traditional marketing would get you a better return than social marketing? No. Okay. Not, not, not in today's, not in today's day and age. So social media has done so much, uh, just in the buying patterns of people, uh, in the last five years. I mean, it's completely changed the way that, uh, that people shop. Yep. You know, it, it before social media, 
uh, you would go to your friend or you'd go to your neighbor or you'd call your mom. Hey, uh, you know, I need a new insurance guy. You know, uh, Geico is, is, you know, they made me mad. Uh, and they'd say, hey, honey, call so-and-so. And if they couldn't find a, a medium there, uh, then they'd whip out the phone book and they'd, they'd start calling local insurance agents and interviewing people. It, it's social media is completely bypassed all that. Now mm -hmm. people go to Facebook. Hey, I need a new insurance agent. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I can't tell you, you know, I wrote three policies last week uh, from from a group on Facebook uh, where somebody goes online and says, hey, you know, my insurance agent sucks. And I'll have five or ten clients, you know, within a matter of minutes. Hey, you need to call Shane over at IED Insurance. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's right. that's that that's that's the way that uh, that's the way that this culture works now. It's darn right it is. You darn right it is, man. It's and it just you know they say to me a lot of they say Jason, why are you so passionate about this? And da 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 da. And it's like when you see yourself put out very little money and make a good amount of money. And then you look at the way that everybody else is doing and they're putting out a lot of money and making very little. You have this passion, this desire, this want to to just tell them, you know what I mean? And, and, and sing it from the mountaintops. And that's why. And there's people like you. There's people, a lot of people that are listening. And those are going to be my homies in five to ten years. And all those that don't listen, they're, I, I say it a lot, Shane, and people don't like it. They think that I'm mean, but I mean, it's. A lot of these agencies, and I'm willing to say 30 to 40% of them, are walking dead. They're walking dead right now. They have no idea. If it wasn't, if it wasn't for referrals, they'd have been gone a long time ago. Right. But just based off the fact that referrals do hang on, or not referrals, I'm sorry, renewals. If it wasn't for renewals, these people would have been gone a long time ago because they all want to sit around and talk about. And another thing is, is I got a podcast from the director of Sa director of marketing for Safeco Insurance. I did it in January of this year, and he broke down a study of over 900 agencies that they do every year. They've done it for like six, seven, eight years in a row now, and they've compiled all this data of these 900 agencies and blah 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 blah. And and people don't understand it, and it's fine. Go listen to the podcast. It's with Chuck Blondino, um, if you're listening. And he says that really the average agency actually doesn't live on referrals like they want to make you think that they do. There's some guys that are out there that are like, oh, well, all I do is I don't do any marketing. I just get referrals. Really, when you actually look at the definition of what a referral is, according to Safeco in their study, and they have real hard numbers, they show that you, an average agency gets one referral for every 700 clients they have a month. They get one referral. Now, I know that's hard to believe. But when you really start to go back down to what a true referral is, a true referral is not necessarily like, hey, you know, um, you need to get some insurance, you can go over there and see Shane. That's kind of word of mouth, kind of like, hey, general conversation. Other than somebody literally having a need and reaching out and saying, hey, you know what, um, I did business with this I-80 um, insurance solutions. And I don't know if you know these guys up there, but they are really, really good. If you ever have a need and you need something done for your insurance, you need to call these guys, you know? That's where we get into referrals. That's where we're getting into you have your 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 person, your 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 producer or I'm sorry, your client who's actually acting as a producer for you, trying to get the the business rather than just be in the newspaper and saying, "Hey, go here." So it's it's a, it's a really really interesting article. He said our our podcast, he said that the top 10% of all agencies, the top 10%, the the the, the big time, the the people doing it efficiently are right are only getting one referral for every 85 clients that they have per month. So I thought that was really, really interesting. And if, if you guys don't, I don't do a good job of selling it, 
So Shane, you, any of the listeners, listen to the podcast, Chuck Blondino. It's part two that he talks about. The, the, the podcast was so good, it actually ended up to be an hour and a half. Because, I mean, an hour and ten minutes. This guy blowing my mind at things that he was saying. And so go look I, at that. I, I believe that 100%, 100% uh, that, that that is, in fact, correct. You know, I, I would challenge anybody that, that says, you know, hey, my agency's doing great. You know, our sole, our sole uh, line of business is referrals. If If... Okay, so what's the number one rule of sales? Number one rule of sales is that you want to be in the forefront of somebody's mind when they think, okay, I need, I need XYZ product that your brand, your insurance agency, you yourself is the first person that they think of. If you're not consistently touching these people, yep. it's, it's not going to happen. You're, you're, you're not connecting A to B. So, yep. so for, for, for somebody to say, oh, well, you know, 90% of my business comes from referral uh, and they're not doing some type of internet marketing, drip campaign, emails, uh, social media. I beg to differ. You're so right, Shane. There's a breakdown somewhere. You're exactly you're right. Your your uh, your clients right because you know it's unless you're you know spending ninety percent of your time outside of the office, banging on doors, uh, making phone calls, uh, mailing out newsletters. It's it's just not going to happen. Yep, you're right, Shane. I, and I and you know I. And they don't get outside the doors. And the one of the reasons why they're thinking old school and thinking they're getting referrals is because they're sitting behind their wood paneling walls listening to their CSR talk about, oh, so-and-so called in today or so-and-so called in today. Well, you know, those aren't true referrals. But anyways, we could go on and on about that. Um, it's just, just kind of important stuff. Kind of want to start wrapping this up. Um, a couple questions here. Um, one of the ones that I had for you is, 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 this, is this is important, Shane, because this is where sometimes I ask my my guest to kind of lay it out on the line because you don't realize Shane right now that um, in the last 30 minutes you have given three four five six ideas to agents that have really kind of blown their mind what those are I don't know what they are you don't know but you've done some stuff and you've said some things that have been very important to an agent an agency owner an insurance professional marketing rep underwriter whoever's listening and one or two of those things could absolutely change the game in their agency and completely keep them in the industry. And so I'm going to ask you this question, and, and you can you can get straight with me or you can lie. We won't know. But as an agency owner, I mean, in, in, in being doing this since February of 2013, I mean, working through this, trying to figure out, saying $600,000 is what, or 800000 is what we got to do, and people laugh at you. You've went through this. You're doing your email marketing. You're busting your butt. You're getting up in the morning early. You're going to work late. You're you're involved in the community. What has been a struggle? What has been as an owner? What have you struggled the most with? You know, I mean, and and you don't understand that by being open here, Shane. You you're allowing other agency owners and agents to listen to what you say and say, "Wow, I only thought that was me." And you'll give them some hope. Do you have anything out there that comes off the top of your head that you could say is one thing you struggled with, and maybe you still are, or you struggled with it and you were able to get past it? I, I think the uh, wow, that's a, that's a that's a tough question. It is a tough one. So if you can't answer it, it's completely <laughs> it's completely fine. I should have given you a heads up, but I think it's important. No, I I think you know, for me personally, I think the number one thing that I've struggled with uh, taking this leap. Uh, opening the agency uh, is is the reincurring thought of, of second guessing myself. You know, was that the right was that the right move to make? Was you know was this money that I spent for this type of marketing the right move to make? Um, and, and wow, 
I, I think good. I think that would have to be it, you know. Uh, no, that that's good. That's good. And I, so and so, let me ask you then to to help yourself. I mean, isn't it even though after it works out and you find out it was a good decision and you make another decision, isn't it funny that that's still one of the things that creeps up is your doubt again? Absolutely. It's crazy, isn't it? And then sometimes, though, as you said earlier, though I listened very well, you said that your feel of there is no um, uh, option to fail. Right. And so. When you doubt yourself, I think it, wouldn't you agree it's kind of that motivation of that doubt that drives you to not want that failure to actually make it happen? Absolutely. So could we say sometimes as owners that sometimes our own doubt is maybe sometimes our most powerful thing that keeps us going? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I'm, I, I'm, you are your own worst critic. You know, nobody needs to tell you what you're doing wrong. Uh, you know, you, you know yourself better mm -hmm. than anybody else what you're doing wrong. Uh, but like you said, I mean, that has to be one of your, of one of your driving forces, yep. uh, you know, that, that, that failure is not an option and, and, you know, any type of sales culture or, or sales profession that, that you're in, I mean, there's going to be lulls and ups and downs. I mean, but you, you've got to hold fast to the, you know, to the, to the dreams and the hopes that, you know, uh, I'm going to be, I'm going to be the most successful insurance agent that, you know, my city, uh, my area, my state is, has ever, has ever ran across Fantastic. And even though you're confident, even though the money's rolling in and you're writing $600,000 in premium a year and you're going to be up over that this year, um, it's important to know as an agent out there, as an agency owner, this guy still doubts himself. I got to say I do too, Shane. I do. I always say, say to myself, I mean, I even five years later, Shane, I still wonder if sometimes the best move I made was to go on my own. And, and, and I would have no other, I mean, if I, if I couldn't be on my own, own my own agency, I wouldn't be in this industry. I just couldn't because I think it's changing so much. Very few agency owners see the things that I see or things that you see and other things. So, um, that is crazy. That's and that, a very, and that, that's really Jason, that, that, that's an important thing for people to grasp. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if, if, if somebody's listening to a podcast, uh, you know, e even if they're not, uh, you know, internet savvy and stuff like that, I mean, they're thinking about making the change. I, I will go on record as saying if you do not begin to implement uh, social media marketing, uh, online strategies in your agency, you will go the way of the dinosaur. You will go the way of the typewriter. You're doing uh, right. It's, yeah. it's plain guy, and simple. Guy says to me, I, I heard a guy say this, and I use it all the time, saying, the guy agent said to me one time, he said, so Jason, if I do this social and digital marketing, what's going to be my ROI? You hear that all the time. And I heard a guy come back one time and say, your ROI is that your agency will be around in five years. Absolutely. And I thought that that was very, very powerful, and that is. So, all right, man, uh, uh, two more questions here. One question, thank you very much for that, Shane. And I guarantee you there's a lot of listeners out there that are smiling and saying thank you as well, Shane. That, may, that means a lot for you to open up like that. You got any acquisitions planned for in the coming 6, 12, 18 months? When do you think you're going to be ready for that, and are you? Uh, you know, it's, it's actually funny that you say that. Uh, you know, I'm kind of tossing around the idea right now. Um, it's uh, an acquisition will happen probably within the next 24 months. Uh, it's, it's, it's a fantastic way to, uh, to grow your agency uh, as long as it's done tactfully and, 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 and well thought out. Mm -hmm. um, it's... From, from from everything that I've read, from all the research that I've done, everybody that I've talked to, it's a phenomenal way to grow your agency, and, and yes, that will happen. 
Well, you know, it's funny. I did a, you know, I keep talking about these, but I do bring on some great people. I have great stuff. Ron Story, I did him back in the summer, and that's how he grows. He's an agency. He is owner, and he just grows his agency. And he said a statistic. I can't remember. You'd have to listen to the podcast listeners, but he said over 80% of growth that's coming today in corporations is coming through acquisitions and not through organic and not through organic growth. And he said, you know, he made it real I had never this is so simple and I had never thought of this, but Ron said that uh, he said if I'm going to compete with an agency in my town and I'm going to go in there and I'm going to try and write their clients because you know, we're all trading clients a lot and I'm working hard and I get one of their clients, you know, for a couple thousand in commission and then I work hard for another 3 or 4 months and I get another one of theirs and I get another one. You know, you're going to put in a lot a lot of hours and if you're successful over the next year, you might write 10 of their clients and you're going to put in a lot of hours. He said, why don't you just go to the agency owner and say, hey, I'm going to make you a good offer and I'm going to buy all your clients and it's going to take less time than it took you to get those 10, but you're going to have like a thousand times more the amount of money you're going to get because you just bought the whole thing rather than picking it apart one at a time. And I really, really think that like is basic, but it like it really kind of made sense to me like why am I spending all of this time and money trying to pick off? Certain agencies have really good clientele. I just need to go buy the whole thing. You know, I don't need to necessarily go in there all the time and, and, and just pick them off one at a time. So, and, uh, and if you guys are thinking about doing acquisitions or anyone needs any help, this is no, I make no money. I'm just trying to point you the right way. But Ron mentions two places that um, are banks that understand insurance agencies and loan them money to make these acquisitions. I can't even remember the name of them, but if you listen to that podcast, Ron Story Jr., he'll be able to tell you. Um, so uh, I think that's, you, you've been doing just fabulous stuff here, Shane. Last thing on, uh, last question. So are you a reader? Readers are leaders, buddy. Yeah, baby. Uh, readers are leaders and leaders are readers. Yes, sir. Um, so tell me about the last book or tell me about a book you've read lately that's, that was good enough that everybody should know about. Uh, well, I, I, I try and, uh, you know, uh, I, I try and, and read, um, I try and read something that, uh, that encourages and boosts my faith. Um, and I also try and read something that is, uh, is industry related or somehow can help my business. So, uh, let's see right now I am currently reading, uh, uh, Uncommon Life Daily Challenge, uh, something that Tony Dungy put out. Phenomenal stuff. Interesting. Uh, it's it's like it's like a one a day. Uh, you know, get up in the morning and read this to get my day started. Uh, something industry related. I'm reading right now. It's uh, it's 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 actually a pretty good book. I'm I'm a little surprised when I picked it up. Uh, I was a little hesitant. Uh, it's called The Insurance Commander by Baxter Dunbar. Uh, pretty uh, pretty good stuff. Really, the insurance yeah. commander. The insurance commander. Uh, it's it it focuses uh, for those that uh, are interested in getting into uh, business PNC. Um, that that's that's the focus of the book. So okay, cool. I've never heard of nuggets. that. Cool nuggets in there, huh? Absolutely. I love nuggets. I love nuggets, and I don't mean McDonald's. All right. Well, you know what, Shane, it's been awesome having you on. I really think we've got a lot out of this. I, I, I think as a listener, if you're still listening, you agree you got a lot out of this. And um, this is going to go out to the world, Shane. So I really appreciate you taking your time, telling us about your agency, um, telling us about what you do, probably reconfirming a lot of things that people were wondering and wanted to know if it'd work. And uh, just greatly appreciate it. you have anything that you want to say closing up or anything you want to mention? 
you know, uh, I'd say just keep on digging. You know, if uh, if you're sitting out there and you're listening to this podcast right now, you're discouraged. You're, uh, you know, kind of wondering, you know, do I want to make this insurance thing a go or, you know, your agency's kind of struggling or, or what the deal is. I, I would just encourage you, man, to, to dig deep and remember why you got into this industry. Hopefully it was to help some people. Uh, you didn't do it for uh, for a paycheck and, you know, uh, just yeah. dig deep, go back to your passion and, and grip it and rip it. Grip it and rip it. And, you know, Zig Ziglar says, if you help people first, the money will follow. I think that's also a biblical principle. But, uh, you know, for the for the mainstream out there, the overall guiding principle is the same. Just help people and you'll may- be amazed after a while. You'll look at your paycheck and it's going up. So it's in direct proportion. Absolutely. Shane, I appreciate your time. So this has been Jason Cass uh, with Agents Influence Podcast. I really, really hope that you just like what uh, Shane laid out there for you. It's California. Um, I know, you know, a lot of you guys on the coast, you, you, you just consider Centralia, Illinois, just flyover country. But I do love everybody on the East Coast. I love everybody on the West Coast. And Shane's a shining example of it. You remember we had Dave last podcast. He was out of Arizona. So I'm trying to do everything I can to kind of spread it across the country to show agents that we're all in this together. We're all having the same struggles. We're all having the same doubts about some of our own decisions that we make in the agency and on a personal level. But it's that doubt that keeps us going. It's that doubt that keeps us making say we can become better if we can help more people. And when we help more people, then our doubts become less real because our paychecks and our bonuses and the families that we get, the lives that we're able to give our families start increasing. So remember, stay, stay, stay to the top if you're an agency owner. Peace, be, please uh, be sure to stay paying attention to this podcast. If you're out there, please share this podcast. Share it on Facebook. Share it on LinkedIn. Share it wherever you can so that we can get the message out. Because the whole goal of this is to take your voice, amplify it to the world, so that we can move this industry forward. This has been Jason Cass with Agents Influence Podcast, and we are out.